podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Keep so unsure on the Chelsea squad currently. The first team squad that Mauricio Pochettino has at his disposal and basically giving you my thoughts on their long-term futures at Stamford Bridge. There's a lot of discussion at the moment in terms of Chelsea's direction under the current ownership. How many of these players are actually good enough to be at Stamford Bridge and will they be here for the long term? So I'm breaking them down into three categories giving you the players that I'm pretty sure and probably should be here for the long term, those that I would be selling pretty soon. Not all of those kind of like just out of you know my own choice, but I think also a bit of reality over their current situations. And then, of course, there are a few within there that I could kind of see going either way. So let's get into it. And please do in the comments, give me your lists and your thoughts as ever. So Let's start with keep. Let's be positive first. And actually, this is the biggest list. And I think that's actually quite a good sign that I actually want to keep a large portion of the players currently in the first team squad because um, I actually do think there's real talent there. And I'm obviously including some of those players who are currently injured, just returning from injury. Reese James, yes, he has injury problems, but the talent's there. Chelsea have committed to him with a long-term contract. I really do hope whether he has surgery or not, he can get past these injuries because we know if Reese is able to play regularly, which is the big deal breaker, obviously, he's an extraordinary talent. There's no doubt about that. There can be no denial about that. He is a massive, massive player for Chelsea if he remains fit. Malo Gusto, I think, will prove to be a shrewd signing just as a competent backup. I've consistently said that, and I think it, it's worth keeping him um, just for that reason of of. James's, you know, injury issues and being able to rotate. And as well, I think he's had some good performances, especially moving forward. Benoit Badia-Shil looks like a really good get from Monaco. I thought he had a really good performance against Sheffield United. I think as a as a player, as a, as a as a defender, I think he adapted so quickly mid-season, given how difficult it was for others to adapt to Chelsea life, how, how bad last season was. I think he was one of the rare, rare, very few moments of light within Chelsea season to watch Baddy Show. I really like him as a, as a defender. Levi Colwell too. Again, we fought so hard to keep him. We've handed him a new contract. I guess the big thing is, can he stop playing at left back and play and compete for the role he really is meant for, which is as a left-sided centre-back. And obviously he'd be competing with Benoit Badia-Shil. Wesley Fofana, a bit like Reese James, has suffered some really big injury issues, but we got to keep him. I think he's a really, really good defender. And I feel like in the long term, he will prove to be one of Chelsea's most important players. There's going to be a real battle on there, but it's good to have quality in depth. And I think whether we move to a free at the back at some point, you know, there's obviously more opportunities around there. But despite his injury problems, Wesley Fofana is someone that I think has got years left in him. And I, and I really like him as a defender. Ben Chilwell, I think, you know, if you're keeping Reese James, I think you're keeping Ben Chilwell. If, you know, basically the same logic, you know, if you both of these players have committed their futures to Chelsea and the hope will be they can get past these injury problems because I think both, especially Chilwell, um, I'm a big fan of Chilwell, probably one of my favourite players in the current squad. Uh, I think just the way he's kind of been able to to break sort of perceptions of him and already, you know, has contributed some brilliant moments. I think there's a goal threat. He's massive for Chelsea, which is a massive miss at the moment and his ability to break, make those diagonal runs. I just love seeing. So hopefully when he returns in the new year, he'll be a, a big player for Chelsea in the second half of this season. Enzo Fernandez, a massive investment. You have to back that investment. And I really do think, despite some concerns about him maybe not impacting the games I want him to, or maybe some concerns that people have over where he's being played currently, Enzo Fernandez is undeniable talent. He's quality. The ball sticks to his feet. And I really do think from a goal scoring point of view, I think he could get better in that aspect. But also from a creative point of view, 
I want him to be that kind of thread the needle pass. And I think he really can develop into that player and just maybe taking the game's by the scruff of the neck a little bit more and I feel Enzo has got that within him so hopefully we can unleash that potential but there's no point cutting tires so early with him and you know who would buy him off Chelsea for the, the price we got him for originally Moise Casado is the same deal we spent all summer trying to sign him for a massive fee we beat out Liverpool for him so Moise Casado I think is adapting actually to life at Chelsea now and I think will be a long-term stay of our midfield Conor Gallagher absolute crime if Chelsea sell Conor Gallagher in January so in terms of if we're looking at the big picture, can I 100% say that Conor Gallagher will be here in five years' time? It's hard to say with this current ownership. I, I could see them selling him in January, but it'd be absolute nonsense because he has been so crucial and vital to Chelsea this season. And uh, he continues to play for a reason because tactically, he's superb. I think in terms of his ability to connect play between basically all phases of the pitch I think is important and he has created chances for Chelsea as well I think he's improved on that aspect so for me Gallagher has to be staying Romeo Lavia I've seen nothing of him in a Chelsea shirt so to make a judgment on him would be unfair so he's going to be here for the long term Christopher Nkunku I think will be a game changer for Chelsea I really do I I really hope this is the one that kind of cracks Dakota at least from an attacking point of view a little bit like Palmer really justifies his his price basically and we look at him as like yeah that was a key signing he's going to be one of the best attackers in the Premier League we we haven't been able to say that for many players in recent years and I, I hope Nkunku can be that Cole Palmer despite it coming very late in the window is is already proving to be such a shrewd piece of business by Chelsea which is not something you can say for this ownership very often but I think people need to give them credit for this because Palmer I was skeptical about signing him given the lack of Premier League minutes he had and, you know, having to adapt to a different environment from Man City where you don't have the comfort blanket of, well, you're going to win a lot of titles each season and you're actually not relied upon to be a big player. He has taken that responsibility on his shoulders so well. He already is one of Chelsea's best, most important players and he's scoring goals. He's putting up the numbers already that show that he's a very talented player. So I think Brilliant signing. Connie Chukameka is another one. Um, I think it's such a shame his injury problems, and this is a consistent theme across the Chelsea squad. But Chukameka is someone that I feel will get more time under Mauricio Pochettino. And actually, as an advanced player, looks to be someone that Pochettino can mould into an even more effective player. So we saw it in pre-season and right at the start of this year. I'd like to see a lot more of Chukameka in a Chelsea shirt. Nicholas Jackson, I know some people just wanted to scar Jackson, but you cannot deny the number so far this season. At the time of recording this, seven Premier League goals for Nicholas Jackson in a Chelsea shirt. Given the lack of football he's had, he hasn't had tons of senior football, no Premier League football before he arrived at Chelsea. And the expectation level wasn't high. I don't think anyone expected him to come in and be 30 goals a season. He's raw. We always knew that, like with a lot of players, when you invest in young players, you've got to understand they are raw. They aren't the finished product, but you have to give them the time to develop. And also a lot of pressure on the shoulders of a Chelsea number nine. But the numbers themselves show a player who is contributing. And when you compare that to players of recent years who cost a lot more with a lot more expectation and hype around them I think that's still impressive and worth persisting with in the long term now we're going to go to the players that need to be sold and I, I don't think this list is going to be that surprising to you really I, I'd be amazed if any of you are turning around and going yeah this is a shock Robert Sanchez um you know I just I don't see him as a player that should be here for the long term he really did feel like a, a short term kind of signing just to kind of buy someone because Kepa went to Real Madrid 
Uh, I don't think Sanchez is worse than Kepa, but he has made some key mistakes. And he, you know, in terms of his passing out from the back, it has proven to be really hurtful to Chelsea in some situations. And I just don't see him as that commanding figure that is going to take this role by the scruff of the neck and be here for the long term. I think Chelsea next summer will have to invest heavily again, or maybe even in January if an opportunity becomes available for someone. Thiago Silva, this is not like a sell because you're, you're awful. It's a sell because, you know, given his age, we'll give him a fond farewell. One of Chelsea's greatest free transfers. I mean, what an amazing signing he has been for Chelsea Football Club, uh, involved in the Champions League win, has you know defied his age basically and expectation and levels to be able to to prove himself. And I think the biggest regret for most Chelsea fans is that we didn't buy him sooner, like we didn't get him younger. Him and JT in a defence, what a dream partnership that could have been. But for his Chelsea era, I think he's been wonderful. So it's not going with any sort of bitterness. It's just understanding that I feel like now, especially next year, it needs to be a progression to the younger centre-backs we've invested in. Marco Correa has had a little bit of resurgency under Pochettino, but I still think he's a flawed player. And I think in the long term, we'll, we'll be that for Chelsea. And uh, I just don't see it getting much better. So I think he'd need to part ways as well. And he nearly did go out on loan in the summer as well. Ian Matson, I really like Ian Matson, but he's barely getting any game time under Mauricio Pochettino, and I could see him moving in January. And it's the same for Trevor Chalabar. I just, you know, Trev, I, I really like him as a player. I think the way people have spoken about Chalabar is so disrespectful. I think the way people have forgotten context and also the value that he has offered when he has played, I think it's a real shame. But I think Chalabar, like others, like Fakayo Tamori, another young uh, Chelsea defender that moved on. I think he'll go somewhere and very quickly prove to be a brilliant defender. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, given Chelsea's transfer woes, that in two to three years we're regretting letting him go. But I just can't see him staying any longer. So now we're going to move on to the unsure. Petrovic, still young. You know, has barely played any games for Chelsea. Played his first Premier League game against Sheffield United. Kept a clean sheet. It's kind of hard to judge him at the moment and it's hard to know with that goalkeeping situation how it will look in two to three years time, whether Petrovic will still be here, whether he'll be out on loan. I mean, I, I just, that's why I've put him in this list. It's not to say, let's just sell him. I, I haven't seen enough to make a judgment on him and he's still young. So we'll see how that develops. Axel Dezassi, I'm unsure on. Again, I don't think he's been a bad buy. I, I was a little bit sceptical of the signing originally. You can go back and watch the original reaction. I just didn't see, you know, if, if in my, you know, in my opinion, I'd keep Chalabar over Dezassi. I would. Um, but we've invested in Dezassi. I don't think he's going to be sold like next summer. But I'm not entirely sure he's going to be over the long term. Um, again, given this ownership, given how I think they'll look to make profit on players, you know, is he just going to be a backup player? Um, he may prove me wrong. He's played a lot more football than I suspected so far this season. But a lot of that has has been because of injuries to others and maybe that's what will sustain his Premier League and Chelsea career uh, but I'm not entirely sure he's going to be here in say five years time I think it's the same for Leslie Ugochukwu I've been actually quite impressed and pleasantly surprised by Ugochukwu another inexperienced player I think has been he's been asked a lot to play for Chelsea in some I think feisty and hostile occasions and I think he's handled himself well but I think with Leslie um, I could see a lone I could see a situation where maybe just Lavia, Gallagher, Casado, Enzo, Chukameka, you know, I think there'll be options that are more favourable to coaches for a variety of reasons. And then he eventually gets loaned out somewhere and we don't see him again. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not a good player. That doesn't mean he couldn't offer something to Chelsea. I just, I'm unsure. Mudrik is the same. And I know some people will be really angry that I've put Mudrik on this list, but Mudrik is just such an unpredictable talent. From what I've seen of him, 
I think he probably needs a loan, but he probably isn't going to get a loan because of the politics of it or because Chelsea have bought him for a large fee. There's a large expectation. And uh, I, I just don't think he'd be sent out on loan anytime soon. I think the problem is he's so raw and green. And I think we have thrown a player with barely any football who still who just needs seasoning, needs reps to get better and the only way he's going to get better with those reps but maybe at a level where he isn't expected to be the big star player but unfortunately at Chelsea that pressure and spotlight is on him so I'm not sure where it could go because you watch him sometimes and he does brilliant things he's got attributes that make him devastating in the modern game there's that's why so many clubs were interested in him that's why Chelsea and Arsenal were interested in him and why he moved and we've seen glimpses of it but I'm not entirely sure I can't sit here and say for certain that those raw parts of his game are going to be sort of honed in to a point where he's going to be world-class and really amazing that looks like that time and investment was worth it and we know at Chelsea how short-term things can be we know how demanding everything is in the elite environment and whether that actually is going to help be beneficial to a player like Modric who does need that time so that's why I'm unsure he could stay here developing something brilliant which people hope he does or I think he could be lost in a shuffle and eventually, as I say, departed from, from Stamford Bridge. Madawake, I don't know why we bought Madawake. Um, it's it's another one of those things of Chelsea just thinking about the next six months. You've invested in a young talent and he's already lost at Chelsea. And maybe that's because of Mauricio Pochettino, who he has previous with. Um, I just think it's a sign of Chelsea's sort of um, stockpiling players without an idea of how those players are going to thrive in an environment. I think Madawake is a very good talent. I'd be I'd be sad to see him not do well at Chelsea because I think at the time he has had opportunities. He's really impressed me as a wide player. Uh, but he just looks like a player that will eventually depart because he'll just get lost in the shuffle. Armando Breuer is the same. Um, I, I really like Breuer. I think as a player, he's got attributes that I just love as a forward. Um, I guess at the moment you could sort of sit there and go, well, he's got as much of a chance as Nicholas Jackson of, of of thriving at Chelsea. And I think that's a fair point. The reason I'm unsure is, you know, when Nkunku returns and Chelsea's probably, I think it's realistic to expect Chelsea to sign a striker in the next year, um, a big striker. And that's going to impact Jackson, but I think it will impact Breuer. Breuer has more Premier League experience than Jackson. And I think Breuer has been on the verge of leaving Chelsea before. And I think there will be a Premier League club that would probably take him on a permanent and give him a starting role. So I could see that happening. And because of this ownership, looking at FFP with homegrown players, I could see Breuer departing again. Is that a good choice or not? I, you know, I'm not entirely sure. And I wouldn't be happy seeing Breuer go because I think he's got a lot of potential to get better. Um, but I do think there'll just be a, a breaking point with Chelsea investing on new players who need minutes, potentially keeping Jackson, him not getting a lot of minutes and actually seeing that the grass is greener elsewhere. So those are my thoughts. I didn't include some loan players because their some of their futures are uncertain. You know, the likes of Kendry Pyers is years down the line from returning to Chelsea. So it's just some of those players it, I really am uncertain about. So it was only ones currently in the first team, either injured or not, that I could speak about. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments below. If you enjoyed this video, please give it a like and also hit that subscribe button. It's free to do regular Chelsea content on this channel heading into 2024. Thank you so much for watching. You can follow me across socials at Son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.